Nothing really matters. What's up, Mike? What up? So we're doing a continuation a little bit today, part two. Part two. I love this topic. Uh, Strength training truths that are also real real world truths. Yes, yes. But first, we got to get an update because we we haven't really talked that much this week. This week's been really busy because I'm getting ready to go to uh, Arizona next week. Okay. that's a big reason. Huh? You excited? Yeah, yeah, mostly excited. You know, the the it's our first big trip with both kids, I would say. We took a we took a little training trip, I would say, down to Arizona for about a six hour drive. Yeah. So and the travel time's gonna be about the same. And so you're fly flying or Oh, we're flying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Taking the kids flying. Like that's a, that's a big thing, man. Like I know Amber and I have not gone places because just for that reason. Yeah. 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 So we're taking the kids flying. I mean, if it was any other thing, I probably would have said no or any other wedding. But since it's my sister's wedding, I'm going to make it happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So So we're getting ready for that this week. So I'm going a little crazy with that. And, um, I guess I'll give my update first, basically, what's what's been going on. But um, getting getting everything packed for that, doing a lot of laundry, getting everything out for the uh, springtime now. Okay. Okay. So it's like it's kind of like spring cleaning slash organizing slash I want to have things ready to go before we leave and not leave the house in a complete turmoil, basically. Good. I, I do think that's an important like life thing is that if you're going on vacation for me, I want to come home to like a perfect house and and everything in order, because when I get home from vacation, I at least need a day uh, to, to like not stress. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that the stress that like that drive home or that flight home to mm-hmm. like a messy house that I have to like clean right when I get home is no good. So I, I love the fact that you're doing that. And I think that's a like a good mental trick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're working on that and just staying on top of that. And then I'm just um, really like training wise. Uh, let's see. I've been doing I've been doing my basic workout routine that I've been doing. Oh, I did try a little bit of um I was actually feeling kind of spicy this week and thinking about tossing in a third workout in the middle of the week. Oh. So I did um I did the armor building workout. Did I send you the Dan John video? Yeah, yeah, I watched it actually. Uh yeah. so did, you did his uh, little like 10 minute or like 12 minute workout thing. Yeah, yeah. So like the warm up with the uh, deep squat and the hang, and then the half kneeling press, and then the hang, and then the um, ladder with the oh, I can't remember what it was. Squats, squats and swings, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then did you do the sixty seconds of meditation also? No, I didn't do the sixty seconds of meditation. Okay, I do okay. meditation. I do most of my meditation in the morning time before I get the baby. At like okay. five in the mornings, honestly. So I've been doing pretty good with that. Doing pretty good with that. So that's it. I actually have not been meditating at all uh, until mm-hmm. about three days ago. So I've I've been slacking on meditation for like four months. But I'll get into my thing. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much. Oh, and then I did a networking walk. Um, have you seen me post about that much? 
Yeah, how's that going? That's going good. It's going good. Well, for a while, it was there was a lot of um, a lot of people excited to do it and talking about jumping in, but then not um, for a whole bunch of reasons, mostly weather, honestly. Yeah. Um, and the weather has been event called. It's called netwalking. Netwalking on the W and O D. Netwalking on the WOD on the Facebook event, right? Yep, that's the Facebook event. Yeah, and so I'm trying to take some of the business networking groups that I'm a part of and bring them together to just go on a walk, a walk and talk, you know? Nice, That that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. So I really, I mean, I think it's amazing. I love talking to people and I love walking. And if I can talk to people, walk and like make business opportunities and makes me super happy so that's a win that's a win-win man i love a win-win-win a win-win-win three wins and yeah triple win (laughs) triple crown so yeah that went that went well we had our first like i would say like actual group walk this week and that that looked really promising so we're gonna keep doing it going into april the rest of march and the rest of april maybe even a little bit more we'll see dude i'm excited for you that's awesome yeah yeah yeah, so those are the main things that went on this week. What about you? Okay, no, so okay, yeah, you know my my training is going well. My weight vest experiment. Yeah, I didn't get to do any of the weight vest experiments at all this week. I was thinking about that, but I was like, no, I'm too tired. Yeah, then that, that's part of the reason why I did the Dan John workout because I was like, well, I'm not doing that. I'll try this 11 minutes out. Yeah, dude, that Dan John workout. I mean, it's very similar to the the things we talk about all the time. Um, yeah, like I love that. And, and he has been what training for 40 years or, or so. And he trained a lot of college and, and pro athletes. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. For, for a long time. And, and now he's just an older guy. I mean, he's a lot older than us. He's, uh, but you know, he does, uh, things for his body that are awesome. Very simple, minimalistic, uh, minimal like workouts. He's um, still setting records as a master's level Olympic, uh, weightlifting athlete. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so impressive, man. And just, just small movements every day. Yeah. Yeah. And a, and a really, what he calls an intentional community. So like a really good community of people that he works out with regularly. Oh man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You- that's my goal. He's my, he's my like uh shadow mentor. Like he's my mentor, but he doesn't know it kind of thing. Yeah. Do you like uh, do you like working out with other people like that in a community more than working out by yourself? Mm, it's hard to say more honestly. Like I couldn't choose one of the if I had to choose one or the other, I would probably choose to work out on my own just because I like having my own individualized work. You yeah. know, there's, yeah. there's things that I like to do individually, and I don't really feel like explaining it to people or like dragging people into it with me who it's not exactly for. Right. Right. No, but, um, I, but, uh, complete like workout, like movement routine for me, like definitely involves like being with other people and working out with other people. Yeah. That makes me, that makes me like super happy. It's, it, 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 it completes, it completes me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to start like a little type thing, like that, like a kettlebell club, like in the neighborhood, just one day a week, because I'm the same way. Like, you know, you, you work out very specifically for yourself, or at least I know I work very specifically for myself, 
So working out in a small area with other people like can sometimes be, you know, just it can be cool for sure, but it can Mm -hmm. also be uh, a little bit distracting for me. So I love the idea of having like one day a week or something like that, or a couple of days where you're working out with people and then a couple of days where you're like focusing on your things. Um, Because I love being with other people and getting that competition. Like, yeah, it's very inspiring, you know, to see yeah. other people doing things. And it doesn't have to be, I think, uh, like really strong introverts, maybe it's a, it's a little bit harder. But even even then, like once a week or once a month, I feel like can be really useful. Yeah. Well, I'm a strong introvert, but my, like, I love competition. So, right. so like, now, so I don't like necessarily CrossFit, but just being in that same environment, like, we used to like when we used to work at the gym together like six years ago, there would be like an employee meeting and there would be like always like a 10 minute challenge or something like that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like, and I love those like types of challenges. I like, I love playing basketball against people, you know, like, but I love competition. Um, right. but, but I can't do that every day. Like, right. uh, like, and, and it's tough for me to, to join teams and stuff like that. Cause a lot of times it's a lot, it's a lot of, uh, like extroverted effort. Uh, in in a group setting, which can be kind of tough for me, but man, competition just like dry. It definitely drives me. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it really helps to see other people similar. To, it helps to have a tribe, you know, with the same goals. Like everybody needs a tribe, even introverts, you know, just yeah. who are going towards something similar as you, you know, so you don't feel like a crazy person. Like I love. Mike's your your out outs um during the summertime that you have like once a month because that's perfect I, I, I'm hoping this networking group I can kind of like parlay into the out outs yeah I like I like that man and the, the out outs are great because it's you kind of choose your own adventure like you have all the workout planned for you but then like anyone can you can do whatever level um and it's just outside with people that you know you know you never see that like you, you don't see that a lot um and working you know i love working out outside so uh mm-hmm. definitely plug in your out out because it's a good time <laughs> yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping i feel like Every year I get really excited about out outs, but I'm and and I say this, but I'm like, this year is gonna be even better than the last year. <laughs> we've been doing it for gosh, we've been doing it for it's crazy that you say like when we were working working together like six years ago, because I can't believe it's been six years. And I think this is our seventh year of doing out outs now. Right, right. We're getting close to a ten year anniversary with out outs. That's gonna be awesome, man. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's persistence, right? I'm sure it wasn't like awesome from day one. You know, um, it was pretty awesome on day one. It was awesome on day one. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are right. <laughs> it wasn't as good as it is now, though. I'll tell you that much. Good. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, so I'm trying to grow like similar things in our neighborhood too. But uh, but anyway, let me wrap around to just a quick recap of my stuff, and then we'll get onto our topic of the, of the day. Sorry. Yeah. So the best. The best. Yeah, yeah, the vest, the vest, right. So uh, the the main updates on the vest. Um, so a couple of interesting insights I had today is, so I do it for three days, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, for eight hours. If anyone didn't know, wear a 20-pound vest um, and kind of do whatever. So like go to Target or anything that I have to do. Um, 
uh, but I am self-conscious. So like one, one day it was really hot outside and I had to run to the store and I took it off. So it's not a perfect experiment. Um, okay. But most but, of the time, most of the time you do it all the time from nine to five. Exactly. But anyway, all right. So, uh, oh, a couple of insights. Um, it's very, it's nice. Like, like there's a mental reward every single day because think about this. You have this weight on you all day. And then at five o'clock you lose 20 pounds. So like you, you lose 20 pounds every single day and man, you feel like for, there's like two hours where you're feeling like light, uh, a little bit spring. I'm not saying springy, like you're, uh, like you're going to go play basketball or something like that, but you're mm-hmm. definitely moving a little quicker. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and there's a mental like relief and, you know, it's probably like just mainly relief to get it off, but it, it feels good. And there, you know, it, so that's one insight I have, um, that's on the good side. Uh, a second insight that's on a bad side, and then I'll do my third insight on the good side. Uh, all right, on the bad side. So, and I kind of thought about this from the beginning that joint there would be some joint issues. Uh, like like because if you just gain twenty pounds, like and wear that all day, then like it's not great for your ligaments and joint joints and stuff, right? Uh, but or is it right? That's the question um because i have so here's the thing right now yeah like i do feel a little bit of discomfort uh probably like within an hour uh after taking off um the vest like kind of like in my knees Mm -hmm. um and i don't have knee issues generally um you know so so that is one thing but like within by the time i wake up the next morning there's no pain Okay. Um, like and it's not pain it's just like it's like a discomfort yeah like an achiness so so i would say i don't know if that's good yet um but i'm gonna do it for four weeks and see if it kind of starts to go away i mean i would say that, that it's not good like in general to feel discomfort but i'm also doing a ton like it's 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 interesting like i was i was uh um uh bathing my two-year-old and uh he was just playing and we have a step stool in our bathroom and i knocked out three sets of 10 of step ups to balances like like right there like in a like a little six minute period like so i'm doing a lot of move movement uh like regular exercises on top of normal movement um so and i'm not measuring it so I'm wondering if like just the load on my knee is just is just super high. Mhm. 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 Um so that's my that's my thought on that. So that was the bad thing. The third good thing is that my body uh feels uh like harder. Mm-hmm. Um like I cuz I think a lot of the time like you have to stand up pretty tall so you're engaging um like your upper back uh really like with good posture. And you, I mean, the core is weird, right? Uh, Because it almost puts this pressure on where it's, it numbs your core in certain like positions, Mm -hmm. but, but also like when I take it off, like my abs are like, like you can feel like they've been being used like all day um, Mm -hmm. in the sense that they're hard. And I don't know what that means like from like all around but that's how i'm feeling uh after all those days you're getting like a lot of trunk uh training and 
volume as well as like joint and every, every pretty much everything but it seems like your trunk is getting a lot of volume like like i can connect with my obliques fairly well right now when i don't have the weight vest on and things like that um okay. so, so you know it's an experiment like i'm so uh, excited about this yeah I, lo- I love that you're being the guinea pig <laughs> i can ask you every week about it I would never do this, obviously, with a client, right? Like, uh, and that—that's a big thing. That's kind of the point. I feel like when trainers do stuff, you know, like we want to know if first you do it on yourself to figure out if it's going to be uh, even a possibility, you know? Sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's my update, uh, pretty much for the week. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, I was curious. That's curious. I'll, I'll continue. Oh, do you feel like um, what's the difference between between last week and this week? Is there any difference between last week and this week? Would you say? Well, the the hardness I, I didn't feel, uh, and then the the knee stuff uh, I didn't feel would be the okay. differences. So those are both new this week. Those are both new this week. Um, do you feel like you're getting used to it being on your shoulders more? In terms of like the the discomfort or the annoyingness of the straps or whatnot. One day, uh, I accidentally had it on till seven p.m. So yeah, like like I didn't even notice it for like two hours. <laughs> I was yeah, like, oh. yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I like, oh, I still have this thing on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you've adapted to that pretty quickly. That didn't take too long then. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's definitely a posture thing. Like, I mean, like as soon as I put it on, now I feel myself just like stand up. And I think last week was kind of like getting those into place, you know, and then mm-hmm. uh, figuring so out like, what that should be. And I was like kind of feeling the pressure and stuff last week, but this week uh, I'm not like I'm not as sore uh, like through my traps and rhomboids uh, like as I was last week. Sweet, yeah. So did you do any? I wonder what kind of lifts would be like good indicators of changes in your upper body strength. Are you doing any pull-ups or anything like that right now? Yeah, on uh, uh, so I am doing uh, yeah, pull ups, a four by a five by five of pull ups, right? Five by five pull ups, okay. How are those feeling? Those are feeling okay. Um, not the same, no change, no big change, no no change yet, no change yet. Um, but I did, you know, because I did, I did a uh, assisted hangs the other day with the weight vest on, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I'm sure I got a little bit out of that. Uh, and then I, I did the assisted hangs with the the squat hold actually. Okay. Uh, after listening to the Dan John thing. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was. I, yeah. I I listened to that and I was like, I gotta send this to Josh. I gotta send this to him. <laughs> this is right up our alley. Yeah. Yeah, I'm most interested, I would say, in relation to, like, how that's affecting your posture and how it transfers to pull-ups at all, if it tra- if it transfers at all. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I'm doing that. Uh, I'm doing the 5x5 five five all uh, all month, focusing, uh, like, I'm going to try and put, uh, like, a maybe a 10-pound weight next week uh, in my legs, um, and, or I should just put the vest on, right, and just do, do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a dip belt? I don't have a dip belt here, actually. Yeah. But man, at the when I we I was working at the gym, I would love doing the dip belts uh, or the belt with uh, doing pull ups and doing dips with the extra weight. Yeah, I just found my old dip belt. I'm thinking about busting some things out soon. I'm probably going to do it outside though, as the weather gets better. 
I, I mean, I love adding weight to like, you know, pull-ups and push-ups and TRX rows, man, with a weight vest on are awesome. Yeah. 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 Like doing the body weight movement with extra weight. That's why I think that's why I love the idea of the nine to five weight vest. Like, I just don't see how that it's going to like, besides the knee thing right now, like I, there's a lot of positives. Yeah. I think the, uh, if, I, if I'm thinking about things that I'm skeptic about, like if I, if you were my client, what I might be worried about would be the, the joints thing, like you were saying. Um, but I do think it's relative to like, if you've had any knee joint pain before, you know, and your current level of strength. So I'm thinking your current level of strength is good enough and you don't have a history. So it's probably just an adaptation that's happening. That's my, that's my optimistic guess with that. But then I'm also curious about the, um, just the, uh, the pressure on the shoulders, you know, like, um, so sometimes you can see atrophy of muscles just from, um, having compression on things for too long. Right. Right. You know, and, we, and you're getting compression on things, basically, for a long time, a yeah. couple of weeks. So I would wonder if that would affect some kind of, like, atrophy. But then you're also – but then you're keeping that strength up by continuing to train those muscles anyhow. You know, whereas the weight vest is a little bit more, like, lower body muscle training than it is upper body muscle training. So I feel I wonder when the atrophy kicks in, you know, like right. and how much pressure is needed, you know, cause that the vest shifts too, as you move. So it's not like constant pressure in the same exact spot, except for those like upper trap regions. Right. Right. Yeah. It's in, I have big traps, you know, so we'll see. Uh, they're holding them yeah. up. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, there's a certain amount of development where it doesn't matter with the weight vest too. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. Those are my curiosities about it. Ask me every week. I I love this. Uh, I love that I'm doing it, you know, so it's cool. All right. Strength training truths that are real world truths. Part two. Part deuce. Part deuce. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. So last time we believe that we kind of finished off with, I'm looking it up right now, persistence. We did progressive overload and we did, and we finished with persistence, right? Right. Um, We we touched on persistence because persistence was a part of the consistency. Right, right. So one of the ones that I was thinking about a lot was um, setting good goals when it comes to strength training. Okay. And it's, it was always funny to me because I learned about goal setting from strength training, I would say like good goal setting fundamentals. Yeah. And then I went into the business world and I started hearing all the same things again. And I was always like excited about it. I was like, this is just like strength training. And I remember my coworkers being like, uh, I hear this all the time. Why do we have to do this? <laughs> and it always surprised me. Did you ever get, did you ever notice that much in like the business world versus the strength world at yeah. all? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, because I was in the corporate world, a uh, kind of parallel for almost six years, for five years of uh, being a trainer. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it was it was very it was two worlds working at the gym compared to working in the corporate world. But yeah. but the same thing, like a lot of overlaps like that. Look, 
the same goal setting that I learned as a trainer and, and learned just, just being uh, somebody who works out every day and setting those goals. As soon as the same thing happened to me when I went to work, like uh, it was very similar, uh, like paths every year, we'd have to set these smart goals. Right. And like, and so, you know, it's, it's all, I, what you, what you, what do you realize though from that is that like a lot of things are very similar, right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes me, it always makes me curious. So let's go over like smart goals. But if you're if you're in the corporate world, I'm going to try and make it. I'm my goal with my goal with talking about goals <laughs> is to make this more appealing, basically, um, for those people. But like a specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely um, goal is a smart goal. Smart. And and the purpose of that is to get you to really visualize in depth how you're going to um, like schedule and do the things that you want to do and achieve the things that you want to achieve. Right. Yeah. And in the gym, it's much more concrete, I think, and a lot more objective Versus in the uh, business world, it's a little, I think there's a little bit more subjectivity, maybe. That's my guess. Mm. Because uh, when you're when you're working on like getting better at a specific lift or at a specific skill, there's obvious progressions and regressions a little bit more. But in the business world, the progressions and regressions aren't as obvious. Right. And so finding them is harder i think for people and if you don't have the practice in that field very much or you don't have like good mentors for example or good resources to help you find those progressions and regressions i think people really get thrown off basically right but luckily for you this is a fitness podcast <laughs> we can give you all those progressions and regressions if you just ask us and for free you can just message us because we don't get that many messages about this kind of stuff ironically and and this is like what we're pros at like setting goals but but i love the goal setting right okay because i like goal setting is awesome um but i've seen a negative side have you ever seen have, has anybody ever talked about a negative side of goal setting like well, is that is, there's some people I feel like uh, that will look at goals, even in the gym, as as what's the word I'm looking for? They they look at them too perfectly is is the only thing that's coming up. Like they're they're too much of perfectionists about it, you know. Where if they don't if they don't achieve what they set out to do and do it exactly right, then they get beaten down by that. But And that's the purpose of a SMART goal is to be very, very particular mm-hmm. in what you're doing, right? And so, and, and so that's a, I think that's a weird thing. Like people are like, okay, this is so specific. So I need to hit that no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then now... So that, that, that's a thing. And like, like you just said, you can, you can be, I can get down from that or whatnot, but what if you're perfectionistic? I've seen that before. Say that way. Right. Right. Or like now, now everyone says focus on the process. 
of goal mm-hmm. setting, right? Like, cause that's all like the process is life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's great. I mean, you want to follow the process of goal set of like the, the smart goals. Right. But in this, and you learn a lot about yourself from setting those goals and working through them and failing and whatnot. Um, so the purpose maybe of setting the goal, that smart goal is not necessarily to reach that goal, but to always just have a goal and learn about yourself and your habits through the goal cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So and you're the- not always going to get the goal right the first time. So part of making the goal is figuring out, is this really the goal I want? So a good example, which is why I'm a little bit of a harper on this, is when people make weight loss goals that they think are attainable by a certain time period Mm -hmm. that are not really attainable by that certain time period. And then they start to realize that, oh, uh, these things in my lifestyle need to be addressed before I address this. And maybe weight loss isn't exactly the thing I want to work on, but it's like, I want to have more energy, you know, or I want to move better, or I want to reduce my body fat, for example, or I want to improve my blood sugar. Right. But you need to, but you need to actually set yourself on a path before you can figure out what the right path is, I think. True. True. Exactly. Like getting on the path is is awesome. So I do like goals. I have one, like so. Another thing about goal setting, like uh, that, I have observed is that people that my cl- I've had clients. So I've had three C level clients that when I've tried C level, so like in the corporate world, uh, like a CFO, CEO, or anything like that. Um, that when I, we tried to set goals, like say like uh, New Year's comes around or like anything like that, I'm like, all right, you you ready to set goals? And they're like, I don't set goals. And I'm like, oh, well, what do you mean? And all three of them said this, right? And they're like, I just get it done. And I'm like, oh, like, like, I, you know, like these guys are super successful, right? And, and they, uh, they don't even set goals or anything like that, right? And, uh, like to, to get to where they've been. Um, and that kind of, like, that kind of thought process just makes you think, like, so goals are important. Like, and I think some people, need goals and i think we had an episode called motivation versus aim that that was one of our early episodes that basically discussed kind of like what what i'm saying right here is that you need to like get that end goal out there like like that like and not even goal like just a kind of a place you want to be right and then you just have to go there yeah Um, some people need the goal setting and i think it's it's valuable maybe to even go through smart goals you know, 10 times before you do that. But I just found it interesting that I've had three different C-level people just say, I don't even make goals, man. I just get it done. Yeah, and goals is kind of a superfluous term, I think, in terms of I would argue that those people do have goals. It's just that their, their aim is so much farther past their fitness goals that they're basically doing their fitness because of another superseding goal that they have. And they're, and part of the reason they are C-level executives in the first place is because 
they are so focused on that giant, like big goal that they have. Yeah. That whatever they need to do to get themselves there, they will just do. And like, it's not even a goal to them. It's just like what they're going to do. Like, yeah. That's their aim. Like that's their, that's their, that's their direction. That's their GPS. That's their like guiding uh, light in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we all, we maybe, we all have goals, but we don't just like, we don't think about it the same. Right. And some people like, because they've gotten goals driven down they're uh, driven into their head so much by corporate that they're just like, don't give me a goal. Don't give me any of those smart things. I don't want to hear about it, but what are we going to do to get this done? Right. Right. <laughs> you you got to have to do like a, a uh, under the table version of smart goals with them, <laughs> you know, or like do it piece by piece, basically. I like it. That's yeah. an interesting take on goals today. All right. But check out that motivation versus aim if nobody else has listened to that because that yeah. that, that explains us a lot. Right, right. Well, yeah, I like right. the, the second one today. Oh, did you have anything else to put? Sorry. Nope. The second one today that I want to go that I like uh for my life is is balance. Yeah. Um, and this is an interesting one because I feel like kind of the balance that I've learned in training has been fairly parallel with the balance that I've learned kind of in my life, if that makes sense. And because I think balance is for, for me at least is, is kind of a thing that I've been learning because I've always been more on the, the extremes. And for, for me, the balance is kind of like, I always think of it as like a pendulum. Um, And so like, I think uh, actually in my old podcast, The Philosophy Fools, we talked about like this pendulum effect where if you swing one way, like uh, so you want to lose all this weight. So you you have this huge goal and you swing that way and maybe you are the quote unquote healthiest person. But what does that healthy thing mean? Maybe you're just cutting calories and, and that's not really necessarily healthy. It might be healthy in a sense. Yeah, now, you get like a thousand calories a day, basically. Something crazy, right? Yeah. And then you swing the you have to and that takes a year. You know, that makes may, maybe take two years. So you're on this extreme. And then mm -hmm. like and then you just swing back to the other extreme because the balance was so far on one side that you had to go all the way back to the other side. But you're you not getting off of binge eating, for example, for in this example. Like it, a lot of times people turn into like binge eaters a lot of times when they do exactly. it work mm -hmm. but, yep doing the binge eating so like swinging way the other way and okay and this so this is actually me right so i went i gained and lost 30 pounds uh like every year mm -hmm. um at, like easily for maybe four years when i didn't really when and i thought that was an awesome thing right um so but every year bulking and cutting bulking and cutting Oh yeah, right bulking and cutting sure <laughs> that's, that's people's excuses i feel like a lot of times <laughs> Yes, uh, pretty much. Well, my excuse is just I love food, man. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so the point being, though, is like that was almost like it probably took me 15 years or so of of that swinging back and forth of my fat loss journey of eating too much and eating a little and going back and forth and finally balancing um, and and 
comparing that journey to the rest of my life, it really took like uh, both of my real life and fat loss uh, to really show me that the balance is is really the key Um, because it is cool to do extreme things sometimes, um, but like not too much. Like you just you just have to really balance things out. Um, And and for me, that that was a, a big thing that I took away. Yeah, I think I think balance is actually one of the most important things to me. It's funny because I don't it's almost become something of a of a trope in my mind, you know, where I've said it so many times where I don't say it as much anymore. But uh, the only tat, do you know the tattoo I have? The buzzword. Oh, no, I do not know a tattoo you have. Yeah. So I, I only have one tattoo. OK. And this one tattoo I got. When, when I felt like I was finally at a point where I had found balance with my weight loss, I would say. Okay. And it's, it's a yin-yang on, on one of my shoulders. Okay. Uh, but it's not just a yin-yang. It's a yin-yang with rose thorns around it. And the reason for that is because balance is a lot harder than you think or I think. And even though it's harder, I would argue that finding balance is still a lot easier over the long run than it is to do that pendulum swing, basically. So um, everybody knows, like, if you yo-yo diet, how, how much that affects your, your heart and your overall health, you know, in terms of your body having to adjust to that right. over time, you know, and the more you do it, the more you're going to get um, some, some negative health effects from that. Right. Basically. But if you put in the effort to find what is a balanced approach for you, that still gives you progressive results. That's going to be maybe less rewarding than going like hardcore for a little bit, you know, and feeling like, Oh, I did like, so I did so much work and now look at what I can do. I can have this cheeseburger and fries, you know, and right and a mindset basically versus, Oh, I did this little bit and I'm going to have to be satisfied with that. And then I'm going to have to do it again tomorrow. Right. I, I think that pendulum's always there though, but yeah. like, but instead of it going from zero to a hundred, now your pendulum goes from like 45 to 55. Right. Because- like uh, you know very like kind of staying close right. uh, or maybe even very very close if you become like balanced whatever that means like super balanced that you know <laughs> well, i think it's really relative i think it's really relative for people like some people for example a balanced eating routine is something like a keto diet for a while you know because they have certain circumstances that could be useful but other people you put them on a keto diet and it's going to be really extreme for them you know yeah. things like that um, same thing with like heavyweight lifting and, and all those matters, but finding a, a balance that, that helps you have, like I said, like progressive, consistent results. Yeah. That, yeah. That's really when you know you're in, in a good place with your, with your methodology. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you really have to balance it like in a date, like on a time scale too. Like you want to be balanced on a daily basis. You want to, but you also want to be balanced on a mo- weekly basis. You want to be balanced on a monthly basis. 
you want to be balanced on a maybe year or even longer than that. Um, and, and like in strength training, you know, you want to think of that, those principles on in the same way, you want to think of those principles on a day-to-day basis, week-to-week basis, month-to-month basis, and on a year-to-year basis. Um, and, and I think those are all part of, part of balance really. Right. And that's why we don't, uh, only train, uh, national chest day every week and not train other parts of your body, like your posterior chain. Yeah. (laughs) Like a lot of people train their, uh, the most obvious example I was thinking of was the the front of the body versus the back of the body, basically. Yeah. Most people who are really getting into strength training just want to train the front of the body because they're mostly there for the aesthetics, you know? Mm-hmm. But while you may see an aesthetics improvement initially, you're going to have a functional uh, degrade degradation if you don't train the back of your body you know, and have a good balance with those agonist and, ta- and antagonist muscles. Cause it's a whole, it's a whole body system. You know, it's not just like a front of the body system. Yep. You need to keep those force couple relationships in the proper alignment so that your body moves correctly. Okay. <laughs> from the, straight from the NSAM guidebook there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what it's all about really. Right. And we, we know what it's all, I mean, that it's a full body movement and, and that's why we train and, and that's why we move all the time because it's not individual muscles or anything like that. Uh, we work the whole body and we keep balance, you know, uh, we like, I love the uh, one thing that, that you've balanced me out on this podcast are like the, some of the little things um, like the hangs and uh, messing with my hands and stuff like that. Uh, Like, so, you know, balance, balance means a lot of things and, and balance is almost just like, well, Oh, this is interesting. Like, so what if like like you're balancing on a balance board, right? Um, uh, Like with something in the middle, like mm-hmm. just balance can mean just putting things on either end and just like completely filling that up. And then just so that you don't level out too much. Right. Like, so mm-hmm. you're, you want to balance, uh, you know, your good thoughts with your bad thoughts. You want to balance, uh, you know, your, your upper body with your lower body, uh, training. So it's, it's, uh, I love balance. Um, but it's such a buzzword, but it, it's really just, it's an important thing in life. Yeah. Do you want to go into the third thing? Can okay. we do it in five minutes? Oh, no, I don't know. What should we do for Hold on. I'm looking at which one I want to choose for the third one. Hmm. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, recovery. Okay. We can do recovery in five I minutes. I think we can do recovery in five minutes because that's pretty simple. I was yeah. going to say mind-body connection, but we'll tease that for maybe next time because mind-body connection I feel like I could talk about for way too long. I like it. Yeah, mind-body connection will be maybe first next time. Yeah. Yeah. And recovery actually makes sense in terms of what we're talking about with balance. So for every action, there is a reaction. Yep. (laughs) And for every workout, you have to recover. Yep. And I saw this really good uh, bell curve diagram recently, which talks about for just as high of intensity you go into your workouts, you need to go just as high intensity into your recovery. Either that or don't go so damn high in your workouts. <laughs> you know? So, and and I really love seeing um, LeBron James and some, like, big level, high level, elite level athletes really 
talking about this more now. It's funny because they don't start talking about it until they're really getting older, basically. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> yeah. But it's really important because it's it's a bit of the it's one of those other like less sexy things that make a bigger difference in people's results than you would expect. Right. Remember when we had that podcast with Reese Gully? Um, he, he talked about, I think LeBron spends like a million or $2 million uh, a year, like on his body, or I think you mentioned that. And mm-hmm. a lot of that is like recovery, like, you know, all, and there's really cool, there's a lot of money in recovery right now um, with the, what is, what is, what's the crowd? Yeah, like the ice baths going on right now. You've seen a lot of that. You've seen like sauna the, getting a lot of uh, recovery stuff for a while. The, uh, the trigger point guns. Yep. We're really big, for example. Yep, yep. And really, yeah. what? But what's like the best recovery? Maybe just some walking that anyone can do. I mean, uh, like walking is awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting here's, yeah. Here, here's the here's the here's another less sexy obvious one. Get in the bed on fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know? Right. Like, right. That I don't know how many times I have clients who just like cannot get to bed. Um, for the life of them, you know, and, and uh, try not to be too aggressive with this, <laughs> basically. but getting into a good sleep routine. Yeah. And the reason I say a routine is because you, you don't really go to sleep immediately unless you're extremely fatigued. Yeah. You do things that tell your brain, okay. I have five more steps until I need to release melatonin. I have four more steps until I need to release melatonin. I have three more steps until I need to release melatonin and on and on and on and on. And a lot of people don't really have a a stable routine when they go to sleep. Right. I would say you could do a whole podcast on, I've done a whole talk on that. If you want to talk at your corporation, hit me up, but yeah, that's awesome. I mean, this is a long talk. I mean, I would love to talk about uh, Andrew Huberman uh, from the Huberman Lab podcast. He put yeah. out thing on sleep. And one thing that's really important, and we can't get into it today, though, is actually getting sunlight in the morning. Yeah. Well, this is his claim, right? I don't know if it's all true, right? Uh, but yeah. it's, it's science. Um, and, and so... You know, within 30, I think it's within 30 minutes of waking, you're supposed to go outside and get 10 minutes of sunlight with no sunglasses and as much skin as possible showing. And Mm -hmm. that that uh, puts a a timer in your brain to release melatonin uh, in that in like when it's supposed to be released. I think it's something like 15 hours later or something like Mm -hmm. that uh, Mm -hmm. when it's supposed to start releasing and making you sleepy. Right. Uh, So so that's a pretty cool, interesting. But that's the morning. preparing for the night yeah isn't that crazy yeah like your brain is looking for these cues to recover and a lot of people are not giving it your body the cues that they need to recover i would say and because of that you're not getting the results as as quickly as you would like to get them sometimes too you can get quicker results by recovering better not by working harder exactly yeah absolutely that's a great lesson mm-hmm. there you go what All right, any other things you want to put on with recovery before we dip? No, I think that's pretty good. I mean, obviously, recovery is extremely important. I think that's something that, you know, like, so one thing, actually, real quick, real quick. So 
we didn't really talk about real life though compared to strength training oh yes okay there you go there you with go. recovery yeah. but really yeah. like sleep is real life right um mm-hmm. recovering so how 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 else in real life would you recover who knows well, like if you're an if you're an introvert maybe and and you go to a party yes. maybe your particular recovery will be uh you know maybe just going by yourself for 30 minutes when you get home that re-energizes you um and and so that's your recovery from uh just being an introvert yeah well there's some really big strength training principles that trainers don't always talk about because we just kind of do it with our clients but you need to take rest between sets you know in terms of work and that transfers directly over to real life you know if you're doing something that is really hard for you just like Two, two to five minutes, and th- this is just this is just physically speaking, your nervous system needs it. If you can just take two to five minutes after doing something hard for your nervous system, you can get way better at what you were doing when you come back to it because you've given your nervous system enough time to recuperate and actually get those those channels open again and to do the there's like road work. I think of it like in your brain, you know, that needs to be done after you've been driving on those roads a lot. Yeah. And if you don't do that and you just try and gun it for like hours and hours and hours on end, then those roads are going to have potholes. They're going to have like detours. They're going to be, some of them are not even going to be working anymore. Basically. The the recovery is really where all everything, all the magic happens. Like the gym doesn't work if you're not recovering, right. like uh, all this stuff doesn't work if you're not recovering and everything you just said about like all those pathways in your brain, it's because those are being created through recovery. They're not being created through like the action. Well, it's maybe a little bit through the actions, uh, but you know, but they're getting uh, finished and, and the, the lines are engraved from that recovery. Yeah. You can't have one without the other or not for long. Say it that way. Perfect. I think that's a good ending. Okay. All right. To be continued. Awesome. Yeah. Part three next time. Part three next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. See you guys.